0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable
1: Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable
0: Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to Bees Charitable Pursuits dot
1: com. That's B-E-E-S Charitable Pursuits
0: dot com. Now, Here's your host, Brian Pruitt.
2: Good Fabulous Friday. It's another Fabulous Friday. We've got three more Fabulous Guests. If this is your first time listening to Charitable Georgia, it's all about positively happening in your community. And again, like I said, we've got three Fabulous Guests this morning, and I don't know if I put myself in, in this situation or not, because I can be in trouble, because I'm the only guy in the studio again this morning. <laughs> so Stone's even left me. He normally says, you're in charge now producing and being the host, so... Thanks a lot Stone. But no, I'm excited about this morning we again 3 3 wonderful ladies here and we're going to start this morning with Shay Trailer. I put it wrong on the internet, so it's Trailer not Taylor. I apologize Shay. It's okay. But you're with Loving Arms Cancer Outreach. And you're the founder, correct?
3: That is correct.
2: Awesome. So we'll get into talk about that in just a second, but tell us a little bit about your background and then you can tell us how you got got what uh, Loving Arms started and and what you guys do.
3: Okay. Well, I am a RN by trade. I've been an RN for 34 years now. And, um, being an RN, I wound up, I've done different things, uh, different areas of nursing. And the last 20 years, it's been in oncology nursing where I take care of cancer patients administering their chemotherapy. And during that, I realized that there was a, a big need out there for financial assistance, um, to help pay for um, different things where the patients can do their medical treatment. And they would come into the infusion suite worried over their bills. And so we just fell into this organization or starting this organization. It was never my intent. And um, that's been 12 years ago, and God has blessed us to where we have been able to help thousands of Georgians with cancer to pay their bills while they're going through treatment.
2: Are you from Georgia originally?
3: I am not. I am from Mobile, Alabama originally. And uh, I moved to Georgia in 2006.
2: I was going to say 26. You got that little (laughs) time. I missed the zero. (laughs)
3: 2006. There you go. All right. (laughs) What brought you this way? Um, My husband wanted to move to a bigger city. Uh, He was from Philadelphia. And I am from Mobile. And he was... He did not like the small city feel. And so he met me and wound up being there for 13 years, and then we moved.
2: (laughs) It's Probably a culture shock going over here from Mobile. It
3: it was. It really was. But we, we moved to the suburbs, so I still had that small town feel. But he had access to Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, the big city feel. So there you go. It was a it was a good compromise.
2: So, when you're nursing, where did you uh, come over here? Where, where did you do your nursing at?
3: Um, I, I, when I moved here, I started working at Northwest Georgia Oncology at Kennestone. and um, <laughs> and I did that for about uh, 13 years. And during that 13 years, I started Loving Arms Cancer Outreach. Awesome. Well, not by myself. There was another nurse. It was two of us. Uh, her name's Diana, and uh, but she retired in 2015. So. Okay.
2: Well, we'll get into that organization in just a second. But I got a couple of questions for you first. So, um, tell me why. First of all, it's important to be part of the community.
3: Well, Loving Arms Cancer Outreach. We help the community, and so it's a part. It's it's important that we become a part, and the community knows more about us so that not only can we help them, but they can help us. And there are so many people right around us that are affected by cancer that um, even if they're not the ones that, are, that have it or have the diagnosis, they are related or they know somebody who has the diagnosis. And we need to be, Loving Arms needs to be out there. We need to be seen. People need to know that we are an accessible resource for them. And so I'm here today to let the world or let our listeners get to know more about us so that we can help them and they in turn can help us.
2: All right. So since you started that, go ahead and tell us more and, and, How people could get involved, but first of all, tell us everything that you do and where all you serve, and then how can people get involved?
3: Okay. Well, we are Loving Arms Services, uh, seven counties. When we first started the organization back in 2011, we had these grandiose ideas that we would help the whole state of Georgia. Well, that came to a screeching halt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We primarily assist with um, financial and um, emotional things. The financial aspect of it, we pay people's bills. Um, we'll pay their light bill, their gas bill, water bill, uh, cell phone bill, if that's their main phone. We um, will get send out gas cards to help them get back and forth to treatments. We send out uh, grocery cards to help them buy food so they don't have to decide whether they're going to buy their medicine or buy groceries. So um, we do those types of things. We also uh, have a program that's... Um, For for certain people, it's a special grant that we have that will assist with rent and uh, mortgage payments. So, but there's a big qualification that follows into that um, through, and it's for Cobb County residents. Um, But we also have support groups for anybody um, that has cancer, and we meet every other week, and we do different things like yoga. Uh, light touch massage. We have a, a time where we serve lunch and we just talk. And the big part of that is the people that have had cancer and have survived for years are able to help the people that are just starting or have been doing it for a shorter period of time. So you go to this meeting and you have lunch and light touch massage and sometimes chair yoga. And then you get to talk to people that have walked the path that you're walking and you're getting encouragement. You're finding out some shortcuts, some educational type things. And so it's, it's really a a big deal. And you're, you're with people who are walking that path with you. So you don't feel so alone Um, because cancer has a tendency to make you feel isolated because you are fighting this battle and you feel like you're fighting it by yourself. And our support groups helps you to see You're not fighting it by yourself. Somebody else has done this and somebody else is doing this and you've got support. So that's the, that that's a very important component of what we do. Um, but I think people mostly like us because we help financially. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So do you guys also, uh, have support groups for the family members with those who have cancer?
3: The family members are more than welcome to attend. Um, we have had, um, Several, uh, family members to come. They turn into volunteers real quick. They start helping with the light touch massage and the yogas and the, um, serving of lunch and stuff like that because not only do they want to come and find out more about what their, their care, care, their person is going through, but they also see their other people that, that are there that need help. And so instead of them sitting there, receiving and, you know, uh, having a time out, they wind up volunteering and helping out and they find a lot of joy in that. So, yes. And if ever we get a lot of them that request a caregiver support group, we will definitely consider that um, because in the past we have had that. Um, but then the attendance fell off because they're so busy taking care of somebody that they don't take the time out to go to a place just for them. So attendance fell down, and so we just combined it into one.
2: There you go. So you guys are based in Marietta, is that correct?
3: That is correct. Our office is at uh, 844 Livingston Court, right off of um, Franklin Gateway.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. We know Franklin Gateway pretty well, don't we, Dana? (laughs) We surely do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you you mentioned earlier that you also – you said you uh, support seven counties. Yes. Can you mention those?
3: Yes. The seven counties that we're currently supporting are – uh, Cobb, Bartow, Cherokee, Carroll, Pickens, Paulding, and Douglas.
2: Okay, nice. Remembered. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had talked about people getting involved in volunteers and mostly family members, but what other way can the community get involved with you guys?
3: Well, we have several events that we have every year. Um, that we would love for people to get involved with because we can't do it by ourselves. We, it takes the community to make these things happen. Um, one is our Dancing with the Stars of Cobb County. Um, I'm sorry, Dancing with the Stars of Loving Arms. And, um, this, this, um, the next event is going to be April the 28th. And um, we are excited about that because it's going to be our reunion tour because we have not been able to do it since COVID. Oh. And so this is going to be our reunion tour where we have some of the past dancers um, the uh, to come out and they're going to do a repeat performance or new performance even. And um, we're just excited. Some of the previous uh, instructors are going to be there. And, uh, we have a silent auction. We have heavy hors d'oeuvres. We have a time of just partying and having a good time. And, um, it's a great fundraiser for us. We, uh, in the past have had it at, um, the Renaissance Waverly. We've had it at the, uh, the Marietta Conference Center. And this year we're not this year, but in 2024, we're having it in Paulding. Actually, we are having it at the Civic Center and Theater in Paulding and uh, in Dallas, Georgia. And uh, because what we're trying to do is incorporate the other counties that we serve. We're trying to get the communities in every county that we serve involved in what we do. We're also uh, what's coming up next is a festival of trees in U. Harley which is in Bartow County. Mm -hmm. We're having that, and it starts the um, Saturday right after Thanksgiving, which is the 25th of November. It will run for a week, um, ending on the 2nd of December, which is the following Saturday. And it's going to be every night from 6 to 9. We have trees that are being donated by different companies, uh, different organizations, and those will be on display, and they will be available for silent auction. Not just trees, but reefs and decorations, anything Christmas. So it'll be like walking into a Christmas land, and it's going to be at the granary near the Cover Bridge in U-Harley. And um, our big night is going to be that Monday. They have the Christmas parade with Santa Claus and everybody, and it ends right there at the granary where we'll be having the Festival of Trees. So I feel like it's gonna be really busy. Yeah.
2: Well you that, just got so. Lois excited, so I'm sure she'll sure <laughs> reach out there to help. There you. Every
3: single year Is
4: with that my right? daughters Is that we right? love the festival of That's trees. Awesome. Well, my daughter always goes and looks around at every
3: single one. yes. She loves yes. the display. That's awesome. Yeah. Well this year it's being uh, we've partnered with the city of U Harley. And we're going to be doing it. So. <gasps> That's so exciting. Yes. And, awesome. I, and I have a feeling that
2: after the show's over, Lois will be talking to you that she'll get involved somewhere.
3: Yes, I, need volunteers. I already took a lot of notes for uh-huh, your program, uh-huh. so. I, I love, you. love, love volunteers. <laughs> and so um, we have a fin- – not a finance. We have a fundraising committee, and uh, we meet and we do these different events. We have – Subcommittees in those committees where the people in the community join us on those subcommittees to get the little things done so that it equals up to the big thing that way. Because we right now we only have two full time employees and a lot of volunteers that volunteer in the office. And I volunteer as well. And um, we need people in the community to come with us to help us to do these things because we can't do everything by ourselves.
2: So when you do your gala, I got my guy I want to connect you with who does the silent auction stuff that could probably boost your event on the silent auctions. Mm-hmm. Right, Lois?
4: Mm-hmm. He is absolutely amazing. That and, and, great. and
2: it's no charge. Ooh, that's so, even better. <laughs> uh, we'll, I'll connect you. His name's Chad Blake. Okay. Angel auctions. You're welcome, Chad. Um,
1: <laughs> Shout out to Chad. Yes.
2: He's amazing. So I always tell people, if there's anybody who has a heart that can beat out of their chest, it'd be Chad. So, um anyway, so uh let me ask you this i I actually didn't know about you guys until um I having a brain fart who may emailed me Janet Janet, thank you um so tell me how you guys get the word out
3: um the biggest part is by word of mouth. We also have uh, a good Facebook following Instagram um we have uh we go to doctor's offices, the oncologist offices, the infusion centers cancer centers, and um, the discharge planners at the hospitals. We talk to those people because they're the ones that come in contact with with the patients one-on-one, and they hear about what their needs are, and they uh, send us a referral. And the referral process is um, somebody could either call us at 770-590-5153 and uh, give us their information. Uh, the discharge planners at the hospitals will call us and give us the information. The doctors' offices, if you uh, have cancer or are currently in treatment or have been in treatment within the last 18 months of uh, of ending your treatment, you qualify because we don't we don't discriminate between the types of cancers. We assist with all cancers, mm-hmm. and that's why I have on a lot of lavender today because lavender represents all cancers. And uh that those are loving arms colors because we want to represent all cancers. Okay. So if you have had chemotherapy or you have um had radiation or some type of surgery for cancer within the last 18 months or you're currently in it, you qualify. It's not based on income because cancer will strike you and you will find yourself broke. So we don't look at income except for special grant things that the government requires. Right. but. Normally, just for us helping, we don't look for income. Um, so we have people that call us on the phone that heard from a friend or heard from a friend from a friend, and they call and ask us, can you help me? And if they meet those qualifications, then yes, we can. To verify that they are telling the truth or that they actually have cancer, we send a form to the doctor, and he signs verifying that they do have cancer. And then we start helping as best we can.
2: Wow. Go ahead.
3: I love that you mentioned, Shay that you all help
1: everyone with cancer. And just last week, since this is Cancer Awareness Month, Mm -hmm. I was attending the Pink Frog Ball um, Affair, Mm -hmm. which is also an organization that shows up in the same space to help um, those dealing with cancer and resources. And one of my good friends who invited me every year, he invites me, Um, Eric Dunlap is uh, one of the first men and the only men that I knew with breast cancer, Mm -hmm. and he's a survivor over 20 years. So you are helping all people, including men with breast cancer, raising their awareness around that to get screened is so essential. So I mean, I'm excited about what you all are doing on many for many reasons, but I'll
3: just say.
2: I'll just say that for now.
3: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
2: So um, uh, we talk on the show a lot of time, too, about not only community, but also the power of networking. Do you go out and do any networking for your organization?
3: Um, I go out and I do wherever somebody wants me to speak, wherever somebody wants my presence, I'm there. Um, During COVID, um, I was out um, a lot. Well, I took a step back during COVID because in 20. Twenty one February 2021, I lost my husband to COVID. And I could not, I didn't have the emotional reserve to do anything. It was, you know, it was enough to just barely live. And so I took a step back and um, I didn't realize how much my presence was missed because I was the one that always went out and did and met people, shook hands, kissed babies and stuff like that. I didn't realize how it was missed because until somebody called and asked was loving arms still a thing or was loving arms still around helping people? And we were. We were actually doing very, very well during COVID because we qualified for some grants that we didn't ordinarily qualify for. And so I thought it was so strange. And then she said, Well, we haven't seen Shay. Where is Shay? Shay's usually at all the events, she's at all this networking, and she hasn't been around. And that's when, well, they told her what happened. and But that struck home with me as to how important it is to get out in the community and let the people see that you're there, to tell the people constantly that Loving Arms is here and can help. And I didn't realize how my stepping back had such a big impact on that. And so now I'm back. Awesome. I have a newfound resilience, a newfound, um, I better get out here and do this. (laughs) So
2: I've been dubbed, well, this is a few years ago, but I've been dubbed the leader of the networking posse. So I need to induct you Mm. and you can follow us. Lois has started coming to one of our groups. I can send you some groups to go to, but you definitely yes. need to be out there so people can.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, and
2: the Cardinal Business Club that you guys are in, since you're in Bartow County, you need to be part of the Cardinal Business Club. Okay. It is more yes. than just I agree a networking group. It's a community. Okay. And, um, yeah, so you'll, you will find a lot of um, support there. So um, I want to go back to a little bit about your background. I wanted to ask, what made you decide to become a nurse?
3: Well... My inspiration was a time in my life where um, I was a teenager. Uh, prior to this, I had only wanted to be a doctor, but um, as a teenager, I made some bad decisions, and I wound up a teenage mother. And um, my young one was uh, she was ill, and she stayed in the the uh, NICU at the hospital. And my experience in going in there, interacting with the nurses, seeing how the nurses loved her, loved all the babies in there, and, um, and the impact they had on my life, they took me under their wings and, I mean, just became mothers while I was there. And so they taught me how to take care of her. They taught me all the different things uh, that I needed to know, and I just, I thought, wow, that's what I want to do. I want to take care of people. You know, I wanted to be a doctor, but I saw the doctors, not that they had a bad impression on me, but they would come in, they would do the their doctor stuff, and they were gone. They didn't have a relationship with me. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to have a, a relationship not just with the patients, but with their family as well. And so as soon as I graduated high school, I went right into nursing school. And, um, I graduated from high school when I was 17, and then I went right into nursing school. So I, I went and got my associate's degree. So I graduated nursing school at 19 and took my state boards and got the results just after I turned 20. So I was like the youngest nurse, the, the youngest RN at the hospital, and the patients were like, uh can you send the nurse? You are a candy striper. And I'm like, nope, I'm here to give you your big medicines. So um, that's that's the, what inspired me to become a nurse. And I haven't looked back. I am a caregiver by nature. I love taking care of people. I've done the supervisor thing sitting behind the desk, and that was a no-go for me. I needed that hands-on taking care of people, finding out what's going on with them, and that, t- that sort of thing.
2: I think it's important that, too, I mean, you know, they talk about the bedside manner for doctors, but the nurses are the ones that... You know, Absolutely. they're always with the patients looking after them and everything. Right. So it's, uh, so I'll give you a quick story. When I was younger, I had something, uh, we've talked about before on here, but, um, when my mom took me into the urgent care, uh, I guess it was an urgent care, they, to, to give me a shot that they needed me shot, the lady, the nurse, she was quite large and she sat on me. <laughs> Needless to say, my mother was not very pleased and there could have been, you know, there probably was a, uh, anyway that was not a nurse that you wanted to be involved with, but nurses I think are amazing. So uh, we appreciate for what, for what you're doing as well there as well. So uh, let me ask you this too. So you've uh, have the experience of starting a nonprofit. If somebody's listening in and, and is thinking about starting a nonprofit, get some advice on what to do or what not to do.
3: My advice to someone thinking about starting a nonprofit would be find another nonprofit that is already in existence that does what you're thinking about needing to be done. And what I mean by that is we have nonprofits galore, but a lot of them are repetition. They're repeating what somebody else is doing. Um, Even if you find a nonprofit that's not quite doing what you think should be done, but their mission is close to what you're thinking about doing, go and talk to them. We need help. So go and talk to them and say, hey, I have this idea and I would like to partner with you and then go under their umbrella and start that program for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like a a good example would be like with loving arms. One of the things that we do is we give out free hats and wigs and scarves to cancer patients. Well, if you're out there and you think you need to you want to start an organization that provides wigs for cancer patients. Then instead of trying to start an organization that does that, find Loving Arms and say, hey, let's partner. I will start this program or enhance the program that you already have, and I will take care of this and handle this. That's a win-win. That way, Loving Arms doesn't have to worry about that anymore, but we can send our people to the, you know to be in this program, and you'll be under the Loving Arms umbrella, and you don't have to go through all the paperwork and starting a 501c3 and all that good stuff. So um, and you'd also benefit from our, you know, our being out there already and you don't have to do all that. You just join in with somebody. So that would be my suggestion. Before you start the organization, try to see if there is an organization that is in existence that could use your help and then partner with them. Um The second thing would be to get involved with like the different collaboratives they already know who the nonprofits are in the area like um Cobb collaborative you they know every nonprofit that's in Cobb County and if you need if you want to know who does this or who possibly does that they would be a great per- people to call and um find out and get involved with because they have educational programs that teach nonprofit um important stuff because i was a nurse i didn't know anything about nonprofits, and like i said earlier we fell into it we kind of backed into it um we were making arts and crafts and going sitting at the flea market selling them and and people were like oh that's great what do you what can we do to help if i donate to your organization can i write it off on my taxes we didn't know anything about that but if you need some chemo we can give that to you because that's what we did so um We started researching and finding out what we needed to do and started the paperwork and got our 501c3 and still didn't really know what it meant to be a nonprofit or how to run a nonprofit. And as the years went by and we went to different classes and groups and got certifications and stuff, all along, we're still helping people. But we're also trying to do this and work full-time jobs. It was wild. But, um... We did it, and um, we learned what we needed to do. But the biggest thing, I know this isn't part of the question, but I'm going to tell you this. Um, You have to know that a nonprofit is your mission, what you're trying to do in the community, as well as a business. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that. In order to run a successful nonprofit, you have to have people running the nonprofit, in other words, you have to have employees, whether it be one, two, three, ten, twelve. 10, 12, however, this depends on the size of the organization. If you don't have employees that are dedicated to running this thing constantly and that's their main focus, it's not going to survive. It's not going to survive. Um, we are, some of our weaknesses or our oppositional um, oppositions in nonprofit is other people trying to raise money too. So you have um Donors out there that everybody's trying to get to. And donors donate to what matters to them. And so, somebody that is not, doesn't care, not that they don't care, but cancer is not a big thing for them, may not be interested in Loving Arms. They may be interested in education because they're a teacher and they feel like education needs it. And so, they're going to donate their funds towards that. So, we're all out there vying for donor dollars. And so, if you're not ready to understand that it's a business as well as your mission, then it's it's not going to work because you have to pay your people to be there to serve the people to help your mission come to fruition.
2: And I think that's important that to, to you bring that out because while there are volunteers, there are people like you said have to be there and run, and they, that's their that's their business, that's their job, that's how they get paid. So and they got families too.
3: That's right. That's right. Because the volunteers, at the end of the day, we love our volunteers. But if a volunteer wakes up and they've got a headache or stuffy nose, you know what? I'm just volunteering, so I'm not going to go today. But you got to have somebody in there calling people and making sure their needs are being met. So you have to have employees. Right. So we love our volunteers. Don't get me wrong. And they are what make our world go around in doing fundraising and reaching out to people. But at the end of the day... They don't have to be there. So you need somebody that has to be there, your employees, that's going to make sure this thing is still moving and running even during the holidays and stuff like that.
2: So other than volunteering and the financial aspect of it, how can individuals and businesses get involved and help you guys?
3: Um, We love when businesses and other organizations have fundraisers, like this month is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And there are a lot of people that – are doing different things. Well, we have an, uh, a special program called the Pink Ladies. And what we do is that's where um, different um, people that are breast cancer oriented can donate um, their funds, and it's specifically for breast cancer. Um, we have a, a, matter of fact, here in Cherokee County, tomorrow they're having their um, their uh, charity golf tournament, and um, they're going to fundraise for us in Cherokee County so they I mean it's a big fundraiser and it's, it's wonderful um I normally go but I'll be at the Alabama game tomorrow mm. I'm sorry yes <laughs> roll tide um and uh, so I won't be able to go but I have people that will be there Janet and uh, Michelle Janet is our director by the way and Michelle is our care coordinator and so those are our two full-time employees that keep Things running for us, so they'll be at the event tomorrow, and um, we'll be all pinked out. Even though our colors are lavender, we will be all pinked out, and um, it's so much fun The golf tournament is. And so that's an i that's an example of the community getting together, doing something to help us. Right. So we love, love, love going to events where all we got to do is collect a check. Oh my
0: God, that is awesome. <laughs> Lois, is, is your brain so
2: awesome. running like mine is? Yes, all of All it. right, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, all right, so share a little more about the golf tournament. Where is it at and how people can get, you know? I know you just said it was yesterday, it's tomorrow, but it's
3: tomorrow and it's at the. Um, I need to call Janet and my <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all you golfers out there. Just getting go, go to the you can go to the website. Probably yes. your website, right? Yes, go to. All right, so Arms share website. your website.
3: Yes, yes. But um, it's the, as far as the the golfers are concerned, they're already registered. The ones that are going to participate tomorrow, they're already registered and different things like that. But we like spectators to come out and look and you know and buy some of the silent auction stuff and donate and different things like that. All right. So it is at the um, the golf. The golf course. The golf course in Cherokee <laughs> County. <laughs> it's the one not far from here, right up off of um, Town
2: Lake. Yes. Okay. It's that one. All right. Well, share your website anyway, so people okay. can find other other information about you and that good stuff.
3: Okay. Our website is lovingarms.support.
2: How about uh, you already shared a phone number, but mm-hmm. is there an, a, an email? That yes, people- you
3: can email us. Email us at info. At LovingArms.Support. We try to keep it simple. There you go. Any kind of try <laughs> to there keep it simple. Go. And we use dot .Support because that's what we provide. We provide support. So LovingArms.Support.
2: Awesome. Well, Shay, thanks for coming and sharing a little bit of your story. Don't go because we're not done with you yet. Okay. So cool. We're going to move over town to Miss Lois Hayes for with Celebrations to Remember. And let me tell you, they it is a celebration to remember when Lois gets involved. So, Lois, thanks, thanks for being here this morning.
4: No problem. Thank you for having me.
2: So you and I sat down, I guess, a few months ago and talked, and we hit it right off. And uh, we knew we needed to do some things together, and you kind of jumped in and helped me with the locker room chat. So uh, before we get into your business, just share a little bit of your background, and we'll get into what what you're doing.
4: Sure. Okay. So I... um. Wow, there's a lot to unpack about me, but I will kind of keep it brief because my husband says I talk too much.
2: But I well, Stone did not have a show till three o'clock, so we're good. So. I know, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, so I am a mom of two little girls. Uh, one is four, and one is eighteen months. My husband and I have been married for seven years in December, together for ten. And um, I grew up in California, but my, and I lived in Vegas for a little while. And my husband is from this side of the world. So when we met, I packed up everything and moved out here to be with him. And it's been the best decision that I've ever made uh, living in the South because everyone down here is just so friendly, so wholesome, um, so kind. And I um, I was stuck in retail management for quite a bit of time. And when I had my daughters, I realized I needed something that was going to help me live my dreams. So that's why I decided to start Celebrations to Remember. Um, it's a full-service event planning business where I do everything from planning the events to executing the decor of the events, hiring the caterers, um, finding the vendors for your events, things of that sort. So um, I partner a lot with nonprofit organizations. I do a lot of events for weddings, baby showers, um, birthday parties. And so I... Um, I've always been passionate about helping people make it a memorable experience because growing up, I, um, I was the youngest of five. So I, obviously my parents had so much on their plates. And couldn't really have, you know, birthday parties for all of us, couldn't have celebrations for all of us. And so I was always the one that was like, it's okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, mom. I can, I can handle it. So I would always put on celebrations and parties for my family growing up. And, um, I would go to like the Dollar Tree and get little, you know, little things that I thought were the best items for the birthdays and celebrations. And, I just love being able to bring a smile to um, my siblings' faces and my nieces and nephews and things of that sort. And so um, I actually went to college uh, for uh, meetings and event management and hospitality management. And I also have um, a certificate in event management as well too through Eventrix. And so I am just really passionate about um, – relieving the stress off of others when it comes to the event that you're putting on. Because you're putting on an event for your business or for your family to be able to enjoy it. And most of the time people don't even enjoy it because they're so stressed about everything else that's going on. So Amen um, Yes. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes. So I am here to help take away all of that where you can just focus on what you're there for, which is helping to promote your business, helping to um, entertain the people that you're um, invited to your event. And so that's why I started Celebrations to Remember.
2: So I'm going to, you know, again, shout out to Lois because we and Kevin, uh, we've become really good friends. And so he likes to joke back with me and I joke with him and seeing how many times I can tell people how many times we made him cry. at the event for all in all out ministries for those of you don't know kevin harris started all in all ministries helping men with addictions because he was in that lifestyle and uh, it's just an amazing story so when when i first suggested that uh, you and i were going to partner with kevin kevin came to me and said everything that i see though it's going to be like for little kids on decorations and stuff and then Lois brought out her superhero and brought the, the he decorations. He specifically
4: said he didn't want it to look like a three-year-old's birthday party. I right. think those were his words. Oh, my. Because I, I do a lot of kids' birthday parties, so I think that's what he saw on my social media. Yeah. And so I was like, Kevin, do not worry. Do not fear. And so I, um, it was a really elevated upscale event, something that really helped um, highlight what he was passionate about, um, and showcase all of the, um, different sports memorabilia that was there. Well,
2: well it was too. cool because literally, I don't know if you saw him do this, but literally, when you got finished decorating, first of all, she was there running around like a chicken with her head cut off <laughs> since I don't know how long and then stay late and all that stuff too. But when he walked in the room when she was done decorating, the tears just started. Wow. So, um,
1: made an impression for sure. Yes. Not yeah. just to him
2: too. Let me just tell you. So, a lot of people, They're still talking about the event. So thank you. Um all right, so but you were very passionate and wanting to help with that event. Um just tell us why. I mean you have a little bit of a story why.
4: I do. Um bear with me if I ever get emotional at some point. But um
2: I've told Kevin I have you know, this is the other thing I go people cry on my show too, so go ahead.
4: Um so Kevin and I have a, a fairly similar story. Um I struggled with alcohol for Close to 15, 16 years of my life, um, it was very, very hard for me. Um, you know, I would wake up and drink, <laughs> and I would um, go to work and drink, and I would get home and drink some more. And I would, nothing made me feel better than having a drink in my hand. And it was, it wasn't something I could control because it, I tried to just have, you know, like one glass of wine or one one beer and that never, ever, ever worked for me. Like I, to this day, I can't even comprehend how people do that because it doesn't make sense to me why you would only have one when it doesn't make you feel anything. <laughs> so it was always a struggle for me. Um, and I hit it very, very well. Um, I considered myself a very high-functioning alcoholic because nobody nobody knew, like, no one. Um, And so I would, it took a very, very, very bad experience for me to stop. And um, it was an experience that hurt my husband, it hurt my family, um, and it changed my life. Forever, It made me realize that I couldn't go down that path, especially if um, I wanted to have a family down the line. I never wanted my girls to see the me like that. And this was before I had my, my daughters. So I'm so thankful that I decided to stop before I had them. But I I can't imagine working with someone better than kevin for that event because i talked to him about my story and i shared my story with him and how important it was for what he was doing to the community and how he was giving back to all of those men that really need and struggle with it so much um so sorry (laughs) I accomplished it, it, Kevin. Sorry. I know. And it's always Kevin, too, because Kevin cries. So when he (laughs) cries, I cry. So anytime I talk about him, I'm always crying. But um, it's just an honor just being able to partner with organizations that give back in that fashion. And um, knowing that there is someone like Kevin out there that cares about the community that much. I knew I had to jump on. And so I, I partner with a lot of, um, nonprofits that way. And, um, my services are, um, donated to, um, for the most part to their organization and to whatever it is that they have going on. But it's, um, if you have any kind of nonprofit organization, whether it's, um, cancer or whether it's, um, anything that, anything that's non-profit i can help you with your events and um i come in and i help take over um any of the decor pieces any of any of the vendors that might be coming in i help support with any of the food food trucks anything that you have going on um do you travel to puerto rico to puerto rico ooh. I have not but I will definitely If take her on tickets that paid talent. for she probably would. <laughs> yeah.
2: If the tickets paid for I'll yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she and I just uh, you know we we dri- we've dubbed the dream team so it's not just it's Lois myself and Lawrence some Somany I'll get it I always mess yeah. up and Anna Christine Bouillet. I got that right too. You did, nice. you nailed that one. And Anne Say, that's my dream team. You notice yes. I'm the only male, Dana. Yes, I know. That. Uh, so. But you
1: know, you're quite comfortable right, right. around women. That I know. <laughs>
2: um, so she and I are partnering too in November. We've got another nonprofit that we're working with. It. Uh, it's going to be a business, a veteran business owned or first responder owned business expo. And portion of those are going to the outer circle, which is a nonprofit based in Dallas, Georgia, helping veterans and first responders with PTSD and suicide prevention. Nice. So, anybody knows veteran businesses or businesses that want to hire them, let me know. We'll get them involved in the expo as well. So, um, all right. So, I wanted to go back to um, obviously there's a reason why you get involved with the community, and and um, we talk all the time about community, obviously in the show. But why is it important for you to be part of the community?
4: So my biggest thing has always been I have to put my serving heart first. And I, um, people say I don't have a mean bone in my body, which is probably really true. <laughs> and I give. I've been always been a giver. Um, and one of the things that my pastor said in church one day was we have to step out into levels of obedience that really scare us yes. and challenge us. And so that's what I wanted to really do when it came to um, giving back with celebrations to remember. Um, and I, um, I reached, I started reaching out to local businesses that were nonprofits. Um, I'm partnering with an open door home in Rome. Um, and I put on events for their kids every single month because those kids don't get to have birthday parties. Um, they don't know what a celebration is. And so Just being able to give back like that and seeing the genuine reactions from people that have never had anything like this before, that is the main reason why I continue to do what I do with celebrations. And um, I really want to continue working with nonprofits in that way. Um, So that way, I told my husband, I was like, if I never make a dime from this, but continue to make people happy that is all i would ever want in life and um he was obviously like wait wait a minute (laughs) we need to bring in some kind of income but i i i truly enjoy giving back as much as i can and i do a lot of things um they say you have to serve in silence to truly get blessed so there's a lot of things that i do that people don't even know um but i want to make sure that I support the community in any way that I can, um, so I do a lot of things. Um, I don't want to mention them all because that's not serving silently, but I I just always want to make sure that no one goes without a celebration, and if there's someone out there that is struggling financially and needs to have a third birthday for their son or daughter, I will take care of that if I need to um, in any way that I can because I don't want any... to feel like they can't have that for their kids so not only is it the organization but I also look out for things like that within the community um to really help them as well
2: all right so Chad just may have gotten his uh competition with beating out of the heart of the chest. so (laughs) um so you also told me when we first sat down and met that you told me about a couple of events that um I never thought about uh you've mentioned that you've done some celebrations of life events. Yes. And that's, oh my goodness. I mean, can you speak about what those, what that looks like?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, those are probably hands down my favorite ones because those are so personal. Um, the ones that I've done, I've been able to incorporate what their loved one felt like and bring that to life at their celebration. So, um, just for example, a couple of the ones that I did. One, their mom loved the ocean. She loved the beach. She loved that life. And so I was able to really bring in all of the ocean elements to the decor pieces bring in dolphins, bring in, um, like real sand, sand. um, real seashells from the beach. Um, really bring in all of those elements that she loved. And then, um, all of her favorite food. Her favorite flowers were there. Um, I created a slideshow with all of the memorabilia of their photos. I was able to project that on our projector. Um, and really, uh, oh, and I also made all of those um, obituary cards and things of that sort with her favorite poem on there. And just really those small touches that people get overwhelmed doing for events, I can do all of that and bring that to the table when it comes to those celebrations of life. Um, And then the other one that I had was so, so, so special. Um, It was, she loved, the 70s and the 60s. So we made it really groovy for her in a very elegant way. And so um, we were able to uh, incorporate all of her favorite designs and elements with the 70s and the themes of that sort and her favorite colors were in there. And so when the family walks into those spaces, they can feel that loved one that's right there. Um, and every event that I've done for those Celebration of Life, Um, people always come back and just tell me how they knew that that person was there because they could feel it and all of the decor. So when I, um, when I do those, it's so special to my, sorry, I, I'm just emotional all day today, but uh, it's just so special to my heart doing those because I really take the time to make it super, super personal for the families and, um, I just love, I love doing this.
2: That's awesome. So when I, when I started uh, out as a sports writer years ago, I always told myself I was never going to ask stupid questions, but I'm going to ask a stupid question. Okay. Okay. (laughs) At least I feel like it's going to be a stupid question. (laughs) These celebrations of life services, um, I guess probably you do them after the service or you do them, how, how does that look? Yeah.
4: So um, it actually varies um, because some people don't have a memorial or a funeral and just choose to do the celebration of life instead mm. okay. because um, then it doesn't feel like it's a sad event. It feels like the family is gathering to really memora, um, remember that family member that passed away. Um, so for the first one that I did, um, the family couldn't come because of COVID. So no one was able to be there for her funeral and her, her services. And so – Um, two years later, they had the celebration of life and they were able to gather everybody there for that. So that made that very, very special because they hadn't seen each other in a while as well too. Um, And then the other one, they chose to have the celebration of life instead of the memorial service and the funeral as well too.
2: That's that's pretty awesome. Never thought about that. So that's really cool. All right. So if somebody's listening and is thinking about starting a business because you've hopefully done that, give some advice (laughs) on, on starting a business.
4: Yeah, so um, I have been blessed beyond measure. I'll just start off by saying that um, because I started my business earlier this year in February, and it has taken off because I have left it in God's hands. And I, um, I'll get to your, I'll answer your question in a I'll second. But I just want to say, if it wasn't for my uh, my church and the ladies in my women's ministry that prayed over me and um really helped me find my calling. I would have never started celebrations to remember. Um I was so lost last year. Um I struggled with um I've been 7 years sober. Um and I Yay, <laughs> thank you. you. <laughs> yes. I've been 7 years sober, but last year when I had my daughter, I struggled with a lot of postpartum anxiety and it was very, very hard for me to figure out what my why was and what I was going to do next because I was working um, full time, working 50 plus hours a week, only seeing my family like one hour a day. It was very, very hard. And so I would go to church um, every every week, every Wednesday night for our women's Bible study and they really helped me realize what family was all about and how I needed to find my calling. And so I prayed about it. They prayed it over me. And in January I told my husband, I was like, why am I waiting so long to start something that I've always been so passionate about? And so that's, um, that's when I realized that you don't have to be perfect to start. You just have to start. You just have to go for it. And, um, if it wasn't for me stepping out of my comfort zone and just saying, Hey, my first few events may not be like exactly how I want them to be. But if I showcase something, that's a start and that's what I need to do. So I, um, I knew that if I did start, I needed to start correctly. So in February I um, got my LLC and I, um, registered with uh, the state of Georgia and became an official business. And so I launched off by doing my daughter's first birthday party <laughs> and it was a very hungry Caterpillar theme and she eats all the time always. And Brian has seen her plenty of times and she's always eating. <laughs> and so She
2: and Terry say you're going to get along very well.
4: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I showcase that and from there things blue blue like it was it was crazy how many notifications i got how many messages i got and so i was sitting there like wait i don't have inventory yet i don't have this yet i don't like where how is this even happening and so um what i realized was that i needed to hit the ground running so start a business and be prepared to move and move fast because if you um just are genuine with the people that you're meeting and are genuine with the people that you have relationships with then those people when they see the first thing that you do that is really going to help you in the long run because that's exactly what happened and so i was ready to move quick so as soon as i finished that event um i i continue to build my website i hired a virtual assistant to build that for me um i hired someone to help me um with events i started really um i think that's around the time when i started meeting up with ryan and cartersville business club and so i knew that if i um wanted to continue to grow i had to continue to network and so i'm a very um personable person like I'm very personable and I love people, but I get really shy in large groups. So when I started going to Cartersville Business Club, I was like, I don't want to talk like no, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to I don't want to be here and there. But one thing that I learned was that if you um, just share a little bit of your story, the rest will fall into place. And so when you start a business, start it with for something that you're really passionate about. And then be prepared to move fast. Don't just be prepared. Don't just start it and um, and expect things to happen. And yes, I got all of those phone calls and I got everything, but it's because I built those genuine connections to begin with and I was able to really grasp the attention by helping people trust that I could do these things for them. So, um, yeah, I think it also helps that, that, that you have the
2: cutest assistant in the world. Yes. So.
4: <laughs> She's 18 months old now. And anytime <laughs> I go uh, to the Carter's business club meetings, I take her with me. Oh and gosh. so everyone always wants to hold her and hug yes. her. And it's so fun.
2: <laughs> so while well, well, I ask this, because obviously, like you said, you're new to the, to the networking and essence, do you have a positive um, testimonial about networking you can share?
4: Absolutely. Yes. Um, so two of them actually, um, the first one is, definitely hands down cartersville business club um the second that i joined that um i i have done close to 15 events from referrals from cartersville business club alone and um the people that are there are just so genuine so kind and so honest and so um If you have something in your community that allows you to go and find a mentor, find somebody that will help you um, be marketable in your events, that's definitely something that you should do. And then the other one um, is your online presence and um, just really making sure that you focus on the connections that you build there. So hiring a virtual assistant is probably the best thing that I ever did because she takes care of all my social media marketing. Um, she does all of my Instagram posts, my um, my reels, all of my videos. And those are the things that entice uh, clients to go on there. But backtracking a little bit um, to the networking is the Cherokee Connect. Um, if you guys aren't part of that, that's definitely something that I would consider joining uh, With Cherokee Connect, I have gotten, I would say, and this is not even an over exaggeration, I think about 50 to 60% of my clients have come from Cherokee Connect. And that is an online, um, it's on Facebook. It um, allows you to meet. How many members are on there? I, uh, I, I can't a even ton. keep track.
2: <laughs> you can you can you can go in there and join without having to pay, but it's worth paying the
4: yes paying so, the
2: ninety nine dollars for the year yeah. because then you can you know there are certain things that you can post as a free member, but certain obviously if you pay you can post more
0: exactly. But it
2: is very very active, and when people are a lot of people, it's mostly people go on there and they ask looking for certain services, and yes. that's where you can, can tag people and. Uh, it's very, very active. So Yes. So yeah. if
4: people post that they're looking for a backdrop for a certain event or they're looking for a balloon garland or they're looking for table settings, Brian is always like the first to say, Lois Hayes, Lois Hayes, celebrations <laughs> to remember. And so um, you you if you build those connections and you have connections with the community, they will tag you in all of those things that is on Cherokee Connect. Um, and yes, at least 50% of my business this year has been from there. Um, and people that have stemmed from there as well too. So if you have your online presence, have your online presence be in a group like that because they uh, are, it's you, you're, they also allow you to, um, advertise on there. So if you want to post and say, Hey, I have this coming up, um, would anybody be interested in doing this X, Y, Z? And so it's definitely a great spot for networking. You often. can do more
2: of that when you do actually pay. When you pay the yeah. $99. By the yeah. way, you're welcome, Josh Bagby. He's the one of
4: <laughs> yes. Cherokee Connect, so,
2: uh, which I've never met in person, by the way. So. I haven't
4: either, but I've talked to him a few times, and he's very kind. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll get, I know he's been on some shows on here before, but I'll have to get him on my show. So awesome. Well, Lois, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story and stuff, but don't go away. We're not done. We're moving over now to my friend. That's all I got to say is my friend. (laughs) But Dana Austin, uh, an author, a speaker, and you actually just kind of a new title as well, right? So you're the now the um, director of Global Chamber Atlanta. Right? Yes, yes. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank
1: you so much, Brian. So,
2: um, like we go to church together. We're friends, but, uh, I just know that you have a passion of, for people and helping others. And, um, I know that you do a lot of things, especially with authors and things of that nature. We'll talk about the Puerto Rico thing here in a minute, but and why, why she talked about that, but give a little bit of a background, on why you do what you do and why you're so passionate about others.
1: First, I want to thank you for being the great connector that you are. And having the foresight to bring the three of us businesswomen, women women of God together, not knowing that this would be such a synergy. So I'm excited about that. I've been sitting on my hands for so long. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well,
2: they say you save the best for last. Not that any of that, but you know. (laughs) I'm just
1: just the cherry on top. You guys are the Sunday. But um, my background is nursing. I've been a nurse for – if I say it, okay, I'm going to say it, 30 years. And in that capacity, I've served in many roles in clinical research and clinical trials and helping to develop drugs and devices, including cancer treatments at Wellstar, I'm working right next door to Northwest Oncology mm-hmm. for the research center. Mm-hmm. So, But what I realize is that all the things that God has allowed me to do in my life have been connecting and building blocks to do what I'm doing now, to show up as an integrated person. And there's so much that has been said um, that I really want to touch on, but I've always been a writer, loved writing. And I remember growing up, oftentimes my, my family members and friends would say, could you review that for me? Could you edit that? Could you write it even? And it just was second nature for me. And um, but at some point, you know, as an odd developing teenager, you just don't think you're good at anything. So I stopped writing until 2004, when I resumed that again. And um, so I'm I'm happy and proud and give God the honor to say that I'm an award winning best selling author that has now become a writer's coach. Helping writers or become authorpreneurs—not just authors, but authorpreneurs on the business side. So I've been doing that for four years now, and we host a writers conference in Puerto Rico every December. The one that's coming up for our transformational writers conference. Is that why you want
4: me to come to Puerto yes, Rico?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And I know Shay's coming, and I, I'm sure Brian's going to go. Well, you know, oh. I connected you three. Yes.
2: <laughs> We also need to get Anna involved with her, Lois.
1: Yes, definitely. Anna's amazing. Awesome. So we, we host our Transformational Writers Conference December 7th through 10th, one of the best resorts. But what, we, what I did in the last few weeks with the help of some incredible friends and members of my global chamber board, um, Stephanie Austin and Nicole Floyd-Turner, is that we established a nonprofit entity called the Transformational Writers Academy. So it's new for me, and I heard everything you said. If you knew, you need to collaborate. If you knew, you need to connect with somebody who's doing what you're doing or how you can partner. So I'm connecting and looking for support and developing grants because we also adopted um, one aspect of what we do is youth at risk and helping our young people recognize who they are, their ability, their purpose, empowering them to walk and have a better appreciation understanding of diversity, equity, inc- inclusion, and belonging. As they become authors, we want to create an anthology for them so that they are published authors and they have a greater confidence about who they are. They can leave a legacy. They can learn what a legacy is, right? But really empowering our youth at risk in the mainland of the United States, since I'm based here in Atlanta, but also in Puerto Rico and San Juan. Um, there's so much that I'd like to say, but what we do and what we, um, looking for is to find people that want to support and help develop our young people. And it's not just young people that we help write because our, all of our writers, except for two, um, have been adults. Our youngest author that we helped to get published is eight years old. Our oldest author is 86 years old. (laughs) So we go from 8 to 86 and everywhere in between. And um, we've got best-selling, we've got award-winning, we've got Pete. In this conference, we have six Global Chamber members, executive directors that will be speaking in Puerto Rico. So Global Chamber Atlanta is a chamber of commerce, but it is for profit. So I head that up. And I've been doing that for a while, bringing business leaders together, um, entrepreneurs, connecting them. But I'm learning so much from you all today. It's just been such an opening, an eye-opener for me and an encouragement to keep going on, to build a team, to ask for help, to seek collaborations. And, and i got
2: more connections for you, so don't worry.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and to be ready to run. Yes, <laughs> be ready. I've got, I've got my sneakers on. <laughs>
2: So, um, just, I mean, you talked about your nursing and that stuff as well. So, um, obviously you're very, very passionate about helping others. Why is it important for you to be part of the community?
1: Why is it important for me to help the community? To be
2: a part of the community. Oh, to be a part
1: of the community. I couldn't exist without the community. And I know Lois mentioned her church, our church, we're very active in it. Our church is very active in the in the community and in supporting us as members individually, collectively. Even this evening, our church, Marietta Adventist Church, we're hosting um, a women's weekend retreat, but it's in the day. So you come in the evening, this evening, and then tomorrow in the day, and then workshops, and it's dealing with grief and loss, not just loss of life, but loss. And um, so we want to extend that invitation. If you want to come, we'll still... Go ahead and accept people tonight. We're at the Marietta Adventist Church in Marietta, and we start at 7 till 9, so there's a plug. And the community is who I love to serve. One thing I know that we all have in common is a heart of service. Mm -hmm. The more you give, like the song says, the more you give, the more it comes back to you. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible to see how it works. So I just also believe pouring from my cup. So I have to talk about tea. Mm, There you go. (laughs) She's
2: great at women's teas too. So go ahead.
1: I said, Brian's going to ask me about that. (laughs) So I became a certified tea consultant several years ago. And you're going, what on earth is that? Well, that's a person who wants to learn every single aspect about tea. And I would host tea parties at my home for the ladies. I love events. Yeah. I love, love events. And And I I, love tea. So
4: this is perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my best selling um, award winning book is on tea. It's tea with strings vignettes, tea with string vignettes, culture, custom, and custom. So I started hosting this event for ladies, girlfriends, because I didn't want them to be shy about having more than one bonbon or one, um, scone. Have what you want, as many as you want, as many cups of tea as you want. Let's celebrate life and laugh and love together. So I did that for 10 years. And in the process, I was hosting tea parties, including at, um, not Callanwall. What's the, yeah, maybe it's Callanwall. Yeah, down in Decatur. And, the, um, we would do 200 people one Mother's Day, 400 the next. And I thought, ooh, let me back this up a little bit. That's a lot. That's a lot.
0: Of tea. Even with
1: a lot of hands, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, then eventually I moved to the mountains. I moved to LJ. And a friend of mine kind of forced my hand, held my hand and made sure that I got a place that I can open a tea shop. Like, I didn't even look for it. I didn't even look for it. And I thought, well, I guess, I guess I'm going to have to do this. And we did. And we were the first um, minority-owned, black-owned female business up in Elegy, which I love. you always hear me talk fondly about it. And then I had been writing but not wanting to publish what I wrote because I didn't really feel so secure about it. Even though I always people came to me about writing, so I sat on my tea book for ten years. Wow! So much so I had to research it again because things, you know, change. And then finally, my sister, being an inspiration—one of my sisters, I should say, because I have several—wrote um, and released her book in like four months. I was like, wait a, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me let me revisit my book. And so she inspired me, and she just did it. She jumped. And so I did that, released the book, had the experience with the tea shop. And it all comes together because it's about celebrating people and creating a space where people can come aside and be celebrated. So, yes, the um, tea book, um, and there'll be another one. This one, that one's Tea with String Vignettes, Culture, Customs, and Recipes. The next one will be 101 Tea Places to Visit Around the World, to Experience Around the World. And I've been to them.
2: Lois is waiting for that, so she can read the book.
4: Taking notes, taking lots of notes. <laughs> By the way,
2: Lois, my mind is spinning on events for this too, so yeah. we're going to be doing some more stuff. I it's can just, I can see it. So, Perfect. all right. So let me ask you this, uh, Dana. You, um, the the chamber. Talk a little bit about what the chamber and and, and ex- I'm assuming it's downtown. Well,
1: well, I'll sh- I'm happy to share more about the chamber, um, global chamber Atlanta. And the headquarters for Global Chamber is actually in Arizona. And we have 525 metros around the world, mm-hmm. which means we have a, 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 not just a footprint, but a, a set of footprints, somebody leading out in that particular part of the world. And we help to make business connections around the world just as easy as making it across the street. That's what we do. And we love it. And so we are, um, because we're Global Chamber Atlanta, we cover twenty nine counties, yeah. Whereas you might have Cherokee County Chamber, Gilmer County, Cobb County Chamber, DeKalb County, or the city even. So there, that's their jurisdiction. But because we're global, we have a broader reach for our metro, and we function a little bit different because we're really making these major um, connections locally and abroad. So here is one example. So one of my members. He wanted to open a school, technology, in several countries in the continent of Africa. That's been his goal. He joined Global Chamber September, and by February this year, he had two venues, schools open in um, the continent wow. of Africa, Awesome! all through Global Chamber and Connections. It's who you know, not what you know. Yep. And we're glad so, we know you. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah, so is there, a, is, is there a physical location the Chamber has, or is it?
1: No, we don't actually have a physical location. Um, we're mobile. Okay. But we're hosting an event. Thank you for asking. Ryan. Sure. Our next event that's coming up is going to be November Tuesday, November 14th, and it is our Global Chamber Innovation Summit. And you can find us at globalchamber.org. Under events, register for that. You'll want to be there. So we'll have innovators coming, demonstrating, speaking, talking, making connections Globalchamber.org, and that event's going to actually be in um Atlanta. But, you know, we know Atlanta also to be right there by the battery. Mm-hmm. So right there, the battery at the Rich Heart um, Global Studio, okay. one of the best studios for filming and music and events here in Atlanta. Um, and then, as I mentioned um, our Writers Conference, for those who want to meet industry experts, our theme is um, Escape and Create for our Global cha- – sorry, I'm combining the two. <laughs> That's because our Global Chamber leaders are also speaking at our Transformational Writers Conference. They're coming in from all over. We're excited. And you can also roll out of that. In January, we're going to have our 90 Days to Manuscript. We help you get your manuscript done in 90 days. We're finishing up one right in this cohort now. They've got two more weeks. They finished October 26th, and they would have accomplished that. But, you know, it's like anything you would say, set your mind to it, um, set a goal, and then make a commitment to yourself first. Make a commitment to
2: God and then to yourself first. So after you guys go to her event on that Tuesday, that Thursday is our expo. So you can come up and check out the expo. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's going
4: to be fantastic. So, awesome. Awesome.
2: Um, alright. So you just gave a little bit of it, but if somebody's listening and wants to be an author and thinking about writing a book, just give a little bit of advice on what to do. Sure.
1: You know, only. There's a small percentage of people, I think it's less than 30%, that actually say, hey, I'm going to write a book, get started on it, and a smaller percent that actually finish it. So I want to applaud you if you're thinking about writing and not sure where to start, and you're saying, I know I've got a story inside to tell. You've got a story inside to tell that people need to hear, each of you, and the best thing to do is first to recognize you want to do, and then reach out for a coach. I coach people along with my team that I'm developing to write this book, and so our website is—it's a little bit long right now, but it's, you'll understand because it's TransformationalWritersConference.com. Okay, and we're going to be moving over to Transformational Writers Academy that's being developed right now, but in the meantime, it's TransformationalWritersConference.com, and once you make that decision. We have a process, a method that we use to help you be successful. It's called the Austin Ikigai method. And Ikigai is a Japanese word for, that connotates clear in your purpose. Clear in your purpose. And then Austin, that's my last name. So the Austin Ikigai math, method takes in consideration your passion, your mission, your vocation, and your calling and brings it all together. And we help move you through all of that as a writer. And it gives me the greatest pleasure to help people birth this book. You know, I guess you can even say um, on the on the health side, I'm a writing doula, <laughs> <laughs> helping you birth that book and bring it to life, and to let the world see and hug on it like your 18 month old um, promoter.
4: Yeah, you know, she's
1: great. Yeah,
2: she's actually the boss. <laughs> she is. So,
1: so that excites me to the most. And I thought, wow, I didn't know I could enjoy something to that level. But when I see people, dreams coming alive, and that I had a small part to play in it, and that I knew it was God whispering in my ear saying, go, go forward, do it. Even if you're afraid, just do it.
2: So, you know, if you need another good person for your team, I don't know if you remember me talking to this, but Annette's an editor. And she edits. So yes, if you need editors, you...
1: Absolutely. So I, okay, Annette, I'm calling you. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow or tonight.
2: Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. So um, share a little bit of information about uh, where people can find information on the uh, the chamber, as well as finding information on your books and if they can, how they can get a hold of you.
1: Sure. So for the chamber, Global Chamber, um, you can find us at www globalchamber.org. And there's a wealth of information on there. I say look through it, check out the events. You can even check each continent and find what you're looking for. But find Global Chamber Atlanta on there. Follow us there. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook for Global Chamber Atlanta. And on LinkedIn, we have the Global Chamber. It's listed as the Global Chamber. Follow us there. You can find out what's coming up what's going on on our website but we post a lot of fun things around the world on LinkedIn and on our respective Facebook pages likewise you can find us on um you can find me on um Facebook social media actually this is under my Dana Austin speaks we got to transition all everything to the to the um, nonprofit, but we're working on it. But Dana's Austin Speak, that's who I am across the board. So I'm a public speaker as well. If you need me for any of your events, to encourage, to motivate, to light up the place. Um, Do you ever coach on public speaking? Cause I've not. I, I've I've not done that. Huh. I mean, it's New business
2: done. idea. There you go. Oh.
1: <laughs> Coaching on public speaking. I have been asked a lot of questions about it, <clears throat> but that might be something to um, explore. I hear you. I see (laughs) you. And I'm not letting you out of Puerto Rico. Okay.
2: Mm All right. So let me ask you this as well. So um, you you talked about um, having the passion and things like that and being part of the chamber, obviously networking, right? Yes. yes. Do you have a positive testimony on networking?
1: Yes. I have several actually. But this one I'm going to share is I, I went to Egypt for the first time this year and so naturally I reached out to our CEO, Doug Brunke, and our vice president, Cesar Trabanco, who's actually in – he lives in Puerto Rico. I'm like, who do we have in, in, in Cairo? And it's just – it never fails. We have someone in global chamber everywhere. He goes, oh, reach out to Oscar. Here's his information. It's always a soft connection that we make. So I reached out to Oscar. He emails me. We communicate, tell him where our group is going to be staying in Cairo. And he and his wife says we're going to send a car to pick you up. Okay, I just like the sound of somebody <laughs> sending a car for me. That, that sounds good. <laughs> like I, I don't know, that doesn't happen every day, you know. And and they and the vehicle came and picked me up and took me to meet them at a beautiful restaurant, a, a beautiful restaurant that represented Egypt. And so we sat, and you know, I, my mom has always taught us is that when you're going to someone's house. Or to their space to take a gift for them. So I had a copy of my book and maybe something else. I signed it and gave it to them. We sat there for three hours. Wonderful dinner, but better conversation. And I learned that Omar is actually Omar, sorry. He, um, he exports fruit for Egypt. Oranges in particular, right? I'm thinking this is like desert land. Where are they going? These oranges. You know what he told me? The ground, underground water from the Nile wow. Wow. makes them the largest exporter for oranges.
0: Wow.
1: Okay. Whenever I meet someone, my mind is saying, just record, just listen. Because I'm looking, listening for the same reason you do, Brian, how we can connect, same reason you do, how we can make a connection, how you can provide resources, right? <clears throat> so that was incredible. I could have finished that connection and been okay with it. And it had it had nothing to do with what I do in my business role or my leadership hat or whatever, even as a coach. So we, we travel from Cairo to Aswan and then we cruised over to Luxor and then back to Cairo. We flew back. On the plane, I sat across from a lady who's from Spain and she says, Oh, I'd love your outfit. So we start talking about clothes. You know, women, we will always talk about clothes and shoes and and, and places to go to eat, right? Come to find out she had to divert her trip back to Cairo because Spain was running short on produce and fruit, and she needed to go meet, try to make a connection. Well, I didn't know her, but I knew I knew somebody that could help her out. So within two days, they had met up, and the rest is history. Wow. So that's a
0: global yes. connection for wow. sure.
1: But, of course, things happen right here locally on the same level. It's too many to count, and I know I'm looking forward to exploring Cartersville, Is it Cartersville Mm -hmm. and Cherokee? Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have to put some miles on that vehicle.
2: There you go. And he also just gave me a good trivia question. So thanks for that. I appreciate that. (laughs) No, this is awesome. All right. So one last question. If people want to find out where they can get your books, how can they find your books?
1: They can find my book on Amazon. Um, Amazon and it's listed under T with Strings Vignettes. Or they can find it under our Transformational Writers Conference page under shop. And the books and the merchandise and registering for the conference is there as well. And um, we're happy to meet up and we'll be having some more book launches for our authors soon. So we'll need some volunteers to help with book launches and um, planning for this event. So if you want to be connected... Come on, board. Come on. I think, you're, I think you're in the right room. Yes. I know I'm in the right <laughs> room. At the, at the right time. Yeah, right. Like sometimes you can be in the right room at the wrong time, mm-hmm. but we're in the right room on the right day All with the right people at yep. the right time. Absolutely. All because yes. of God. Yep. It's called divine appointments.
0: Yes. yes. Yep. As
1: they say, won't he do it?
0: Won't he do well, won't it? Won't he do it? <laughs> 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 won't yes, he do it? We're just going to break out into <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Lois, I'm going back to you just for a second because okay. I forgot to ask this. If okay. somebody wants to get a hold of you for your services, how can they do it?
4: Yeah, so you can reach out to me. I am on Facebook under Celebrations to Remember LLC. I'm also on Instagram under Celebrations to Remember. My email is events by Lois, and Lois is spelled a little different. So it's events by L-O-I-C-E. So it's spelled like low ice pronounced like lois lane <laughs> <There you laughs> so go. events by lois at gmail.com is the email or you can give me a call um on my business number and that is 706-609-8388 so those are the ways that you can reach us celebrations to remember
2: awesome thanks all right guys so as we wrap this up this is what i like to do as we wrap the show up so i want each of you to think about and share either uh, a quote a word or just a positive nugget to share for people listening to finish today 2023 and beyond with so shay go ahead what you got
3: um before we do that i want to redeem myself okay um the (laughs) The golf tournament uh-huh. <laughs> is put on by the gathering of friends. Uh, it's their eighth annual um, golf tournament and silent auction. The silent auction is open to the public tonight from six to eight at the tavern of town Lake.
0: All right. The golf
3: tournament is tomorrow at the town Lake Hills golf course. The Registration for that golf course is closed. Like I said earlier, the spots are all filled, but if Anybody under the sound of my voice can come out tonight and do the silent auction between six and eight. That would be awesome.
2: All right. Now you, now you redeemed yourself. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very
3: much. Thank you very much.
2: All right. So give us your positive wisdom.
3: My positive wisdom is with God, all things are possible without Mm -hmm. him. Nothing is possible. Mm. Lois. So
4: again, talking back to um, one of the things my pastor said, um, so he talked about how God is always found in relationships. So he's God speaks to us personally and gives us our calling, but it's our responsibility to share that with the world and build the relationships around us. So if we can share that and find people that encourage us and continue to share that passion of ours, um, it's just going to flourish from there. So if you can find your people that way, Um, you have a responsibility to influence those people that are the closest to you and you can use that influence to encourage others to be their best version of themselves. So just really building those genuine connections um, and being your true self when it comes to being a business owner.
2: Dana.
1: Absolutely. I actually have two, but one of them is higher than the highest human thought can reach is God's ideal for his children. Mm. Mm. And I could not, I would be remiss if I didn't share this particular quote, that there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. Dr. Maya Angelou.
2: Mm. The other thing i like to do as we wrap up is the thank you as a lost art these days. So Shay, thank you for what you're doing for the, the, specifically the cancer uh, uh, community. Uh, Lois, thank you for what you're doing with the community as itself and all the celebrations And Dana, thanks for what you're doing as well, but also specifically for the authors. Everybody out there listening, let's remember, let's be positive, let's be charitable.